0: And welcome back to another episode of These Are The Voyages. I'm the captain, captain Chase McKinney. And joining me um, as we venture into an area of dominion and influence, the married commander himself, Commander Eric, and our amazing strategic operations officer who has been known to watch and play the sports ball, Lieutenant Commander David. What's happening, fellas? <laughs> I'd watch him play sports ball, too. Well, you're married now. You don't get to do that.
1: Oh, I don't get to do those
2: no. things.
1: Okay. <laughs> short short st- side story. So I, I was, in quotations, made to watch this two-part little series. I don't remember what the bigger series is called, but it okay. was about um, this guy who basically – over the course of like a couple of years stole a bunch of whiskey from Buffalo trace and, um, wild Turkey. And it was like, I don't know the King of bourbon or some, some crap like that, but they made this whole thing out in the very beginning. It's like, (laughs) because it was a group of guys. It's like, what did they all have in common? They all loved softball we are all a bunch of middle-aged guys taking steroids and playing softball with each other and stealing whiskey <laughs> only in Kentucky <laughs> it was actually kind of funny
0: you know speaking of Kentucky um, I was just recently in Kentucky and um, man like everywhere you look there's like Whiskey this bourbon that like everywhere everywhere like the hotel that I stayed in the airport like I, I was talking to my wife about this like on my flight home um, I flew back home from um, the Louisville uh, Airport or whatever and It is a very small airport. It's very long but they have three food choices and they are all not quick service but if you want any kind of whiskey any kind of bourbon you can get it there
2: so you I'm can get as right. Dirk bentley said drunk on a plane yes <laughs> yes
1: nice yeah one. yeah we're, we're actually setting up to to kind of go down there here maybe next month and uh visit visit some of the distilleries so oh cool
2: it's not that far away from you no, no Ohio it's land. maybe in the like Ohio three land. hours max
0: yeah 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 we were in northern indiana uh for the first part of my business trip and uh we were there from sunday to thursday morning and then um thursday morning afternoon we drove down to, to louisville and we were there until saturday uh, but yeah that was that was fun
2: into indiana and kentucky not recently <laughs> but Did you i've drink been there all the bourbon uh no i, God, I the last time i was in indiana whew, i'm not you even driving sure I was through 20, it i mean I, besides for just driving through it on my way from missouri to michigan sure right i didn't stop because i don't want to stop in the armpit of america um whoa,
0: <laughs> Gary Indiana I don't
2: I don't think I've legitimately <laughs> stopped in Indiana since before I was 21, other than to like get gas or something. <laughs> and I don't, that doesn't really count as stopping.
1: Not really no. no it, it's it's a drive-through state. It really is.
0: <laughs> yeah, dang. dang it, it, it is. Okay.
2: Right. Especially going from where we were, Chase. You drive through it to get to Chicago.
0: That's true. That That's true.
2: Or you drive through it to get to Iowa, which it's interesting to say that Iowa's not a drive-through state. Right? <laughs> Indiana is.
1: Hey, there's corn there.
2: Hey, I've made several stops in Iowa before.
0: I can't remember, um, Eric, if I was in the car with you or if it was like with someone else.
2: I don't think you were in the car with me.
0: When we went to uh, Ames, Iowa together,
2: yeah, I think it was. I think it was uh, the first time. I'm trying. I don't think my mom went the first time. I think it was Jerry DeBusher, me, Sean, and Doty.
0: I I don't remember who I was in, but who was in, in the car with. But I seem to recall at some point in the trip we got so bored seeing all the corn. Like, you, as soon as you cross the state line. From Indiana, and Iowa. I feel like we've had this conversation. It's fine. Boom! Just like that, corn everywhere.
2: Corn. I, Chase. I, I, Chase. I think that would be a strange border between Indiana and Iowa. I don't think they share a border. I think there's a big state in between those.
0: Well, whatever. Okay, whatever. Whenever what we get to Iowa, it doesn't matter.
1: Okay. Like, look, I, all I'm you a Illinois counselor. Illinois
2: people out there, Chase did not forget Illinois existed. Look, I'm a counselor, they're not teachers, a geographer.
1: Just not geography. It's fine.
0: Look, I'm a counselor, not not a <laughs> geographer. Okay, it's fine.
1: <laughs> I'm a mathematician, a not a geographer.
0: Anyway, whenever we actually got to Iowa, um, boom, there's the corn. And I remember we were so bored, uh, like just like constantly seeing corn. And I, I already don't like corn to begin with. Um, well, we've had this gross. conversation, guys. Oh
1: my God, oh, you poor, poor you misguided people. I do not like corn.
0: I do not like corn. Anyway, I w- someone in the car with me, we were trying to calculate how much butter it would take to eat all that corn. <laughs> and it was something along the lines of like a mole of butter. Like someone just came up with like a mole of butter. And I'm like, that that would probably do it.
1: Nah, dude. What you do? you get those cobs and you boil them up and you slice off all the corn and you saute up some peppers and onions and you throw them all together and then you put some tahini in there you know and some butter and some tahini you're making some elote not corn well it's still corn <laughs> a corn tortilla still
2: contains corn it's, like it's it's a tortilla but it still has corn in it you do realize that elote is just the spanish word for corn right yeah okay but but <laughs> Like
1: elote, I mean, is is it equates to eating though? Isn't that the where they're like putting like, like either mayonnaise or butter and then seasoning on the corn? No, I think it's just corn. I mean, I think that's what they call that. I'm not necessarily saying that that's what. The actual Hispanics call it, you know, or people of Mexico or whatever call it, but I think that's generally the colloquial term for that particular confection out of a food truck Ooh, or whatever. Man, you, look at that! You confection. could,
2: you could be right, right? You could be right. I might be wrong too. I'm yeah. finally wrong. But, <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm. I'll check. I'll have an answer for you next episode next week. Excellent. <laughs> next episode.
0: Here we go. The next episode. Eric's gonna have it. <laughs> oh man Well fellas <clears throat> um, Shall we just go ahead and dispense with the rest, rest of our Lodge meeting and just start talking Trek?
2: Yep Yeah, let's do it
0: Let's do it, alright Alright everyone, welcome to the show uh, This is your Red Alert Red As alarm. we go into spoiler territory and talk about the latest episode of Star Trek Picard from Season 3, Episode 7, Dominion.
2: Man, we are clearly on the downhill of this, aren't we?
0: For real, for real. We
2: have passed the hump and we are like this close to the end. Like this close. Like the the end, the end as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie, whenever I saw the title of this episode, I was like, how much are we really gonna go into like Dominion War era stuff? like, I mean we're we're dealing with like fallout from the Dominion War, right? and like founders, changelings, whatever. you know we're we're already dealing with that. but like when I again, when I saw this title, I was like, are we gonna be doing some flashbacks? Are we gonna be doing something with Dominion War or like more Dominion species in general?
2: Well, I mean, I think I think they're using it two ways to like, you know, this is my dominion, I have control over over this ship, right? Yeah. In, in the context, right? It has that double meaning here.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, Dominion, we are on the seventh episode of this year's this season, our final season of Star Trek Picard. And, um, yeah, this, um, if I had to call this something else, um, I might call it, like, what women want. as as another episode title?
1: (laughs) Is he flirting with me? Why are you doing that?
2: Maybe he touched my hand first.
1: Boy. (laughs) Why did you do that? Because you told me to.
0: Oh, Lord have mercy. Okay. All right, so... Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing our little... Rec- our, um, we're back in action and everything uh, this episode. And we're still dealing with some fallout of, you know, Jack not knowing why he does the things that he does, basically. And um, the whole audience is collectively waiting with bated breath to find out what the heck is going on. <clears throat> this, um, this... We were kind of talking about this for like a hot second, like pre-show... But it seems like this episode just has, like, one solid narrative. Just one story in the in this episode compared to, like, the ones that we've seen um, in previous episodes this season. Where there's been, like, the A and the B and sometimes an A, B, and a C plot. Which has been kind of refreshing that we get to just be kind of in the
1: zone, auto-zone with this week's episode. Well, what I know Eric would have liked, uh, particularly if we would have saw, you know, and this was uh, maybe a little... <clears throat> Peanut hamper.
2: Okay. You just say one thing and all of a sudden you need a mathematically perfect redemption. So I'll give it to you. Open. Space. Cut to. Interior. Bridge the Titan. A voice from off screen. Tuvok! Oh man. I I was like yo tuvok right we haven't seen tim russ no in, since voyager ended
0: right right hey. we don't
2: even we don't even mention tuvok like much at all but we get i was like yeah tuvok we're What's talking up, with him hey tim russ back in back there um
0: this was a was heck like, of a cold open
2: oh heck yeah and then i was like oh no yeah we're
0: yeah. So like, we're first having i
2: was like yo and i was like oh
0: yeah, but it's it's good to think that, you know, our boy Tuvok is actually a captain now, after serving now for what would be three different centuries, basically.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, dang, I mean, bro, Like, good, you need to like apply yourself more or something.
2: Well, he's a Vulcan. He, he doesn't have the ambition that some others... And he's got a long life. He doesn't need to get to the captaincy at age 30, 35, 40. Well, why not? Why not? I mean, because he's got the time. You know, this is no time.
0: time to be talking about
2: time, Eric. We don't have the time. <sighs> no, but I liked it, and and it was good. Like we're trying to analyze his voice—is it really him? And then we're trying to test him with with bits of information that he should know, and boom—we caught him in a lie. And yeah, that's a changeling.
0: So I was just trying to make sense of something. Can someone help me under? Like, I mean. I think we're we're probably all in the same boat, but what is an anti-colonar demonstration?
2: <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know. Is it Vulcans protesting the purging of all emotions, or is it other aliens protesting Vulcans who have no emotion?
0: I mean, like, colonar, I mean, like, I mean that's like a pretty deeply personal thingy for a Vulcan to undertake. It's a long process. I, 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 was just, I was just wondering, like, what the heck is an anti-colonar protest, anti-colonar demonstration? Like, okay, cool, cool. So, yeah, we our boy's up there. He's he's wearing his, like, four pips. We got Captain, air quotes, Tuvok um, up in the center seat somewhere. And, um, you know, yes, we catch the dude. And then, you know, trying to figure out, again, where's Riker? Where's our boy Riker? He's as good as dead, just like you'll be. By the time we're done with you, you'll be wishing for death. Ooh. Ooh. Make me make me shiver my little space boots.
2: Yeah, and, and then Jordy comes and says, we can't keep doing this. Like, they've been contacting a bunch of other people, and every yeah. single one of them is a changeling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder how many people they've. Uh, and do they kill everybody that they impersonate?
0: That's a great question.
2: Dead? Is Duvac dead?
1: Maybe he'll Well, show I think up. they said, I mean, that it wasn't the line that he, he, he would, or he'll wish that he was, or something, yeah. sort of implying that he was still at least around for now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The other thing out of this scene is we have mentioned Admiral Janeway more than once in in this season. Like I think we've mentioned her three times. You know, we got Kate. I know she can do all of her work from home, right? She's probably got some kind of studio she can do her voice work that from home like us. But we've we've got, we've got boys. her on the probably probably a little bit better than a little soundproofing, right? But you know, We've got her on the hook, right? So are we going to see Kate here at some point?
1: Does Kate she knows? have, like, a cool little, like, green screen or blue screen backdrop that they can just, like, edit in? Like a, oh,
2: I'm on the bridge of a ship. Oh, now I'm at home. Probably. <laughs> I would, I, or if, or the studio could mail her a professional green screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I like know. You that. Tape it we rely chair. on
1: you to do this for yourself, okay? You got your home studio, you should have all these things. Just need to use, you know, like your Adobe After
0: Effects,
1: you know what I'm saying? Some little Lightroom. Do you have Final Cut Pro? Uh, that's not good enough.
0: <laughs> Here's a coupon. Here's a coupon to save you a little money. On the Adobe Creative Cloud. Why are we talking like this?
1: I David did it. <laughs> I, yeah, sometimes I just start stuff. <laughs>
2: oh, boy. All, All right. right, then, what do we get? We have uh, some kind of code that says somebody's ca- or Captain Riker has been kidnapped, but he's given over a code that lets them locate our ship, but it also lets us know that he's been captured, so we change his access codes. Right? And then... Okay. What if we let the shrike find us? What if we turn things against them? Ooh,
0: yeah, that's a good idea. Let's use our smarts on that one. <clears throat> so, we do we uh, we allow them to find us and um, <sighs> along the way, you know, we're we're I might be jumping around here a little bit but you know along the way we're on the ship we're we're kind of planning we're trying to create as many contingency plans as we can to you know um prepare for what's going to happen and try and you know trap vatic is ultimately like what we're trying to do we're trying to trap her and like her um her crew of changelings um to try and turn the tide on her basically and you can just smell like a mile away this ain't gonna turn out so hot at all. So um, along the way though we have some stuff with um, our new friend, new old friend Data, Lore, B4, whatever. um, That's kinda there, kinda doing his own thing. Um, And uh, that may or may not be a thing a little bit later on with um, stuff that happens. And um, we also have Jack, um, who's just kind of hanging out with Sydney along the way, too. Again, this is Star Trek, What Women Want. <laughs> Did anyone, like, think of that, like, while they were watching this episode? like
2: No, but you told me that, you messaged me that, and I was like, totally.
1: <laughs> I mean, that... That's what I was thinking about. I'm just thinking of Mel Gibson. Sh- what what it was he was shaving his legs when somebody walks in on him? It's like Jack. You don't have to be that metro, bro. It's fine. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, like they're just kind of like chilling, like in different parts of the ship. Like, why is he looking at me like? Like Sydney's like, you know, thoughts. Like, why is he looking at me like this? Why is he doing that? Like, why? Why is he flirting with me? You know, if he, maybe if he just like you know, kind of slightly touch my hand, that'd be that'd be
1: okay. <laughs> maybe if he just slightly brushed his hand against mine. Brush his hand. Oh, <gasps> what? Yeah. Yes. So Jack has mind powers, of some kind. Yes. Yes, he does.
0: Yeah. He's eleven. Or Chuck, with the intersect.
2: Ah, I see. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's another Mm -hmm. good show, by the way.
2: Yeah, it is a good show.
0: Yeah. Except for the very last season. Not, not a big fan of the last season. Or the last episode. It was fine. (sighs) Okay. So Frontier Day is almost almost upon us. And, uh, you know, the Changelings, they're running out of time. Our Titan crew, they're running out of time, too, to try and figure out what this whole conspiracy and... Plotting and attacking is all about. Um, and then, like our decapit not decapitate our de-handed face changeling monster is like still trying to get Vadic to act and like you know close the deal and whatnot. And Vadic is getting more and more frustrated. Um, you know to do what's what's necessary. So <clears throat> anyway, where are we now?
2: uh vatic and her group they board the titan right and they find it deserted almost Mm -hmm. but it's just a ruse to lead her people down to corridors where we can trap them behind force fields yep and it it works for the most part it works it not for the most part it
0: works it does work it it works for a little bit and then naturally things start going sideways and um you know, we're, we're trapping, like, the the henchmen, like, here and there. Like, we have Jack and Sydney that are, like, like pairing up together, like, for part of, like, the mission. We have, like, some of the other bridge crew and some of our other randos, like, which I thought, like, ended up getting on the Intrepid, by the way, um, that are there, too. Uh, we have Shaw doing some stuff, and we have um, Seven on the bridge. And things are working out, and we think we've got them all trapped, and then eventually we get Vadic on the bridge, and that's where the tide starts to really turn.
2: Yeah, but I think even before we get to that, we do trap Vadic, And I think this is like the centerpiece of the episode, as far as I'm concerned, where, where Picard and um, Crush, Dr. Crusher have a, you have a little heart-to-heart with Vadic. No? Nobody? this is not the heart of the episode (laughs) this is not the heart of the episode no well
1: you know i i think even when we're sort of interacting with lore as well a little bit you know he talks about how self-righteous all of these people are and you know we even have a, a bit of a a point towards the beginning where we're at the conference table and You know, Crusher is sort of questioning, I think it was, I think that was the point. Anyway, she's sort of questioning the, um, the kind of morality in what if I were to make a weapon or something to like really affect changelings, sort of like we did in the Dominion War. And a lot of the episode seems to be centered around, you know, the morality of doing what you have to do uh, in order to get things done. There's even a part in way, way later. And well, technically the next episode too, so as we're sort of backtracking a bit here, but we're, we're dealing with a lot of the morality and, and as we're getting more of that backstory, um, of how, you know, it was tortured, uh, in its gelatinous state. Um, and almost like having the music of chaos and screams and stuff being the only thing that she can sort of latch on to. And then even taking the face of her torturer uh, as her own after she had killed her. You know, there, there's, there's a lot about the, the, the morality of what, what we did to them... You know, and she's saying what you've done to us is effectively unforgivable we have to destroy you because everything you do is to destroy and we're like in self-preservation mode it's like well but we have to stop you but we kind of understand there was the immorality of what we did and there was even a part where Picard just sort of you know it's almost like a give up line but he was like I didn't know it's like no not every human knew (laughs) you know exactly what you, you know, Starfleet Command uh, had had done, but um, but yeah, morality is a huge backdrop. And I, I did just want to uh, throw in one other sort of backtracky point, a little bit. So the Hand Monster, or whatever we're calling that, apparently not the same species, because it had said your kind, as in changelings being their own kind and being somewhat disconnected from that, or at least that's the way I took it i I mean I,
2: I took the, oh, sorry go ahead chase
0: I was just gonna say I interpreted it as like you're like the science experiments you're like the oh, the okay. offshoot like you are like a um like a subclass within our species more or less it was kind of mm-hmm. how I took it Eric, what were you gonna say
2: no I was gonna say the same thing like your kind being like these evolved changelings you're not like the rest of us like the normal changelings here mm-hmm But yeah i want i want to get into this this conversation that that picard and has with vatic and and they're like Picard's like i understand the travesties of the dominion war and she's like she says um i'm trying to look up her quote she says do not compare the atrocities committed by your side right to the warfare executed by mine so she's saying like you guys were terrible people you committed tried to commit genocide we're just fighting a war and those are not the same thing (laughs) right i mean she's i mean everybody has to think they're the good guy yeah in order for war to work right that's true you don't think you're the bad guy but like there's this point where dr crusher says the war wouldn't have been necessary had the dominion not started it and like i Gonna, I will die on this hill. Here we go. The Dominion did not start the war. The Federation was the aggressor at every step of the way against the Dominion. And like, I look at this, and I say, how was the Dominion supposed to react? Okay, so we open the wormhole. We go over there. We don't know. We don't know the Dominion exists. We hear some rumblings of them. But then the Dominion's like, we don't want trespassers. We're going to send the big stick, the Jem'Hadar, and we're going to tell you we're serious. Don't trespass. And what is the Federation's response to being told don't trespass? To send a cloaked ship on a spy mission deep into the heart of Dominion territory. Hmm. When that spy mission is found out, the Dominion says, we know you have this ability, go back home, we're going to be watching for it. And what does the Federation do? A couple episodes later, there's a narration by Cisco that says, we're not going to let the threat of the Dominion stop us from exploring the the Delta Quadrant exploring the gamma quadrant so even after they were told don't trespass they continued to trespass and then what then what happens next the 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 telshiar the romulans and the cardassians send a mission to commit genocide against the founder the founders were the aggrieved party at every step of the way they did not start the war i will die on that hill but again Ever, nobody wants to believe that they're the instigators of war here, especially somebody like Doctor Crusher, who probably didn't have a role in the Dominion war at all. Yeah, yeah. But I will die on that hill, and we can have an entire podcast about, about like, elaborating on that if you want. But like, coming fall two thousand
0: twenty-six, death on a hill, hosted by
2: Commander <laughs> Eric. <laughs> the Dominion did not start that war. <laughs> and, and and then and then. Also, later at the end, and this might just be her not having all the information, but Picard is like, No, she's no, Vatic is like, You created a bioweapon to commit genocide against us. And then he's like, But we we developed a cure for it as well. And he's like, Yeah, you developed a cure, but you didn't give it to us. You voted not to. One of our own had to steal it from you. That's not what happened. Odo did not steal the cure and give it back. Odo might have delivered the cure to the Great Link, but Odo didn't steal it. I'm pretty sure that was Chief O'Brien and Dr. Bashir who went into into Sloane's Mind Palace to find the cure. Right. And that that's probably just her not having all of the information because yeah, yeah. stuff like that happens.
1: Well, but it it also could just be a different point of view, though, technically, when you think about it, because I mean, is it not true that Starfleet was not going to give the cure?
2: Yes, but Odo didn't have to steal the cure to give it to them. That wasn't Odo who stole it
1: yeah but it stealing.
2: was Dr Bashir's idea
1: stealing is still stealing no matter who does the stealing It's like benefiting from
2: stolen said, goods you're still charged our, with recce- receiving said,
1: stolen property one, one of, of our, our
2: own she said one of our own had to go steal it
1: yeah for, yeah
2: that's sure, the sure, point sure, that's what's not right. true
0: <laughs> So far so good yeah so we have this what we what we fi- find out. Is that it's this thing called Project Proteus, right? I'm pronouncing that right? Proteus? Yes. Project Proteus, where we have these Starfleet scientists that are experimenting with these samples of changelings. Changing goop. Yep, this protoplasm something or another. You know, just trying, like doing all sorts of different things with it. And as you alluded to, there's torture that's taking place, like this particular test tube that's containing Vadic is just being, like, poked and prodded um, here and there. And I can't help but wonder, is that how Vadic got, like, the scars on the face? Like, there's different parts of her goop that's missing?
2: I, f- I feel like if... She doesn't do a lot of changeling stuff, right? Right. So, But, like... You feel like she could, like, as she might wear it like a badge of honor. That's kind of yeah. what I'm thinking. Like Colonel Corridge in, in Avatar. It's like, I could get them fixed, but I kind of like them. <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel like she could changeling away her face and make it all clean, but she wears it like a badge of honor. Mm hmm. hmm.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's where we get, like, all this, like, exposition dump. Um, about, like, the backstory we were just talking about, um, that it was just this specific scientific something or another to, like, just to understand more of this particular race, even though we had, like, a lot of knowledge of it, even from Odo, from our viewings of Deep Space Nine and whatnot. Um, but this is... But despite all this, like, you know, we, we do hear Picard and Beverly talking about Jack, and we you know Vatic is there, too. Overhearing some stuff, and along the way, you know, <clears throat> we're we're also like dealing with, with um, the tide being turned in Vadic's favor, and instead of trapping like her henchmen, now we are kind of reversing it, and we are isolating um, the different crew members, but we're also cutting off the ship to everyone too, so like only she has basically command codes to do stuff, locking everyone out. And lore being lore, um, in that partition of the new body, basically loves chaos, as Jordy so well points out, and trying to um, appeal to the data side of things to kind of step in, help out to overtake the ship so that we aren't in a world of hurt anymore, basically. And it's not really happening like we're just doing some weird stuff and we have at one point in all this and unless i'm jumping around too much guys i'm sorry but uh we do have like chuck in the intersect we have the what women want thing going on in this corridor where we had like two or three pockets of changeling henchmen that are now ganging up on jack and sydney and somehow jack does his red eye thing and gets in Sydney's head and teaches her how to do kung fu and he sh- and she shows him, very very much like Neo and Morpheus style basically. Um, and I mean I don't really know how much more there actually is. I mean.
2: Well, I mean, I th- I think that there's two there's two things like, one, Picard is comes to the real Picard and Crusher, Doctor Crusher are talking and they're like. She seems too calm. She's got a plan. She'll always be a threat. And then Picard... It look, it looks like Picard's going to kill her. Right? He takes out his phaser and he's mm-hmm. like, there's only one thing left to do. Right? So, like, Picard has made a decision here. And I'm like, dang, he's, he's going to kill her, right? I mean... I, I, that's a big step, right? Deciding, right? When you, you value life to go and kill life, even if that life is trying to, like kill you with the people right that you care about but still whoo. and then and then the other thing, I mean I don't think we can get out of this episode without talking about about Jordy and his plea to to Lore here. Like Lore is trying to take over the ship and Jordy and is like, Data, I know you're in there somewhere and he's like life rarely gives you second chances and he's just like saying but you made me a better person. Right, you know, a better man, better father. I felt your loss, and I that sacrifice that you made helped me be a better person. And I, I really appreciated the heck out of out of you know Jordy here saying that like Data's death broke him, mm-hmm. but and he had to like repair himself after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was really powerful stuff there.
0: Yeah, and the. The please keep keep coming, and um, Vatic ultimately. If I can just go ahead and go there, um, just calling out to to Jack, um, come to me if you want to find out who you really are,
2: sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And boom, cliffhanger. Yep, Vatic. She gets away. She takes the bridge. No, oh, she takes the bridge. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, she, ca- she, she catches.
0: I mean, she basically tricks Seven of Nine and everyone else. Mm-hmm. And, like, catches them basically with their pants down. And that's how she ultimately has taken control of the ship.
2: Yeah, yeah. Shaw says blow the turbo lift, right? So they can't take the bridge. Mm-hmm. But then Seven of uh, Nine uh, doesn't.
1: Just, just saying one quick, quick little deal about Shaw here. Because <clears throat> I think, I mean, just for my part, I was particularly hard on him you know it's like how in the heck is this guy a captain of a starship but when push comes to shove he was out in the hallway doing his thing just like everybody else running into danger and you know getting a little crack on the head and so forth and even you know giving a, a command that would basically eliminate him but also eliminate the enemy as well so he still has <clears throat> a, a lot of the judgment you would probably look for there you uh-huh. know somebody's willing to sacrifice themselves for you know that greater good type of deal so give them, give them some props there yeah
0: okay mm-hmm. is there anything else that we need to kind of run through with this particular episode
2: no it was a pretty pretty straight to the point episode Yeah. yeah okay
0: well, let's um, let's go ahead and just move into the evaluation portion of this episode, and uh, let's talk about the Delta different divisions and how well they were uh, represented on screen with uh, our command division, operations division, and science division. So, um,
1: David, what do you think, man? Um. So, fr- from from an, an operational standpoint we did have a plan here to entrap Vatican or her little henchmen, and it did work technically. <laughs> uh, and then it obviously fell apart, but they did have a, you know, reasonably well put together. I mean, well ish put together plan that they discussed and executed. So while the end result was not as intended, I mean, I think that that could be left a little bit up to you know, sort of Lore's interference and and so forth. They still had that going for them, so I'm I'm fine with like a Delta for operations because at least they planned something and executed it to the best of the ability here. Um, science, science though, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure about this one. I mean, you know, you you had these. I mean, you had sort of the explanation of, you know, how Vatic and the, and the other sort of uh, more, in quotations, evolved changelings sort of got that way. You know, they were effectively tortured into that way by, you know, Starfleet, so to speak. And I think that there's a maybe not quite well sculpted uh, bit of science there, but I, I mean, it's semi-present. Um, but yeah, as far as command, I mean, we, we we have, you know, again, we, we, we have a plan. We, we, we go about a plan. Everybody is set in place. We have our clear chain here and, you know, giving, um, Shawl some more props than what I normally would have. He showed his leadership ability by, um, not only going forward into dangerous situations because that's like one of the most difficult things for anybody to do because you know the fight or flight reaction and sometimes you have to um, fight that and i think you know chase and i uh we we had read one book i don't remember which one it was but there was a part with Chekhov and he he had kind of went through that sort of little mental piece as well in there which i thought was kind of neat to see Are you talking about the legacy series like that second yeah, or third book yeah yeah, I, I, I can't remember which book it was exactly in the Legacy series, but it, it was in there. I just thought it was a fun little, little tidbit. Sure. And then ultimately him trying to give the order to, you know, basically sacrifice himself in order to uh to eliminate vatic and and you know potentially at least some of her henchmen and so forth which seven was unable to do so i am i'm fine with a command i'm fine with operations i I don't really know about the science maybe one of you guys can pick something out there and 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 make a make a better point than i can (laughs) so for me like thinking about like the
0: the different divisions in this particular episode the science It's. I feel like it's kind of there, but it's not as solidified as it probably could be Um, because we have like the conversation. I know we kind of glossed over it for like a hot second in our discussion for this episode, but there was this talk about like, is there a way that we can target these folks that we can identify them? And um, there's a conversation. um, I believe it's um, Crusher. Who's like, that's, like, targeting a specific um, population is, like, essentially tantamount to genocide. you got to watch out for that. And it's through the conversation that's taking place and the backstory that we're finding out, like, um, you know, again, with the torture of, like, Vadic and, and her posse that were in that lab, that there was a particular chemical, I believe, or, or something to that effect, or mineral something that was associated with these folks and that's what they were i believe ultimately able to do to kind of help find them if i'm remembering this correctly so i think there's something there um with it um that we're using like the cues that we're hearing from this story we're 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 trying to find us we are we're finding a scientific way to outsmart our enemy to gain an advantage on them, so I think there is a there is an argument for the science delta that to be on display to have been earned in this particular episode, and <clears throat> I, d- I would agree with like the operation side of thing, um, and even like with the Riker stuff. Even though like Riker like we don't see Riker at all apart from like you know changeling Riker, like the fact that Riker is even using something um, like a code like a a particular command code type of thing to help the crew find him, I think that's also operations maybe command, but I also can um, agree with David, like with the Shaw of things. So for me, I think all three are present, even if they're not as upfront as we might see in some other episodes or even some other shows within Star Trek. Um, Eric, what are you thinking, man?
2: I mean, I'm I'm thinking I'm good on the science and the opera or the command of the operations. What you said, if we're trying to find like science, is there something there with Jordy trying to like work with data lore before Sung trying to? Hey, there are all these different matrices in these mind, and I'm trying to figure out how to get data without getting lore is is there something there with science that we're, we're, we're working there when he's working with his daughter and trying to figure out lore you can try to find it there maybe right it there he's doing something is that is that a more engineering than science but i i think the, i think it is there it's just like chase said it's not as prevalent as it might be in some other episodes
0: All right, so with that, let's um, let's move on to our number rating. So uh, we'll go in um, reverse-ish order on this one. So on a scale of one to ten, one being a dumpster fire, ten being
2: amazing. Eric, how do you rate this episode? I like I like this episode. It, it wasn't it wasn't the best episode, but there was some really really in good conversations there. I think I think. Um, You know the the back and forth between vatic and and then picard and and dr crusher i thought there were some really interesting points both sides could make right um that being said it did feel it did feel like a quick episode it felt like we were able to breeze through it i like the fact that we weren't distracted by like rafi and Worf on some mission right it was just here we are we're doing this one thing um yeah for sure uh I like that uh <clears throat> I'm gonna give this uh maybe like an eight point three
0: okay all right
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man <laughs> Eric, are you burning up or are you freezing in there? Alright, let's go on to let's go on to David. For anyone wondering why we're giggling. No, just cut this out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.
0: Come <laughs> be on really. down. Come on down. Come on down, yeoman Rocky. Rock. Out. Come on. Let's go. She's on the show now. Come on, Yeoman. Let's go. Let's go. No? Bueller? (laughs) All right, David. (laughs) How do you rate this episode, man? Well,
1: so the episode. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, You know, I, I, I think... I I think a definite positive setup episode for a bigger arc can certainly be showing the bad guy winning it, you know, raises the stakes a lot more, you know, for, for the potential payoff. You know, we always assume that the good guys are going to prevail, but if you don't have that kind of conflict, um, Sometimes the impact of the end that you think is coming might not always be as impactful, um, and and I, I you know I, I enjoyed I enjoyed watching the episode. I think the back and forth with data and lore um, is is interesting. I think sort of the interactions between Sydney and Jack are fun. I, I'm not I'm not wholeheartedly a, a fan of mind control Jack. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think uh, it, it's not like we haven't seen like super powered aliens in Star Trek because we have, but they're usually contained in one 45 minute episode. And then you move on. Um, but uh, I, I kind of see how that goes. Forward, but I'm not quite sure I, I'm wholly enjoying that specific thing, but it, it's fine. Um, but I think the bigger thing is I, I do like sort of a little bit of the morality talk uh, that we had going on in here and in the back and forth. I, I think one of the things in, that, you know, has been identified here and even when Picard and Crusher first started talking about Jack episodes ago, Both parties are always speaking their piece, but there's always some sort of conflict with that particular um, structure, and we're we're continuing to see that where all sides are aggrieved in some some way. So it makes it kind of makes things that you know maybe in the past that have been a little bit less complicated more complicated. So it really makes me like watch a little bit harder, I guess. Uh, so that I can sort of keep up with everything, but I I th- I think it was a good, probably one of the better setup episodes uh, of um, of any, at least of the new series that we've had. Uh, there there's a lot of tension. You have a bad guy that truly does feel um, very genuine and and you know somewhat scary in that in that regard. So you know enjoying it. and and we'll kind of see where it goes with the the whole jack of it all. Um, But I'm not going to go like crazy, crazy high on it. Uh, I I think, I think an 8.2 was, was what I was coming in with. I I think I'm going to stick with that. Sweet. Sweet.
0: So I watched this episode um, in my hotel room, and I was just thankful that the internet was keeping up to let me watch it. Um, the speeds in my hotel were horrible. I felt like I was like almost back in the uh, like the dial up days. I mean it was like one megabit upload and like one megabit download or up download or upload, whatever. It was one and one basically, it was horrible. I have no idea how I ended up watching that episode. But I did. <clears throat> Without like horrendous amounts of pauses. Um I'm with David on this. Uh, I think this is like a much better like kind of set up episode in the grand scheme of things uh, for for this season, um, even for probably a, mm, a good amount of, of current era Trek. Um, there were there were some genuine like laugh out loud moments, like with like the what women want Chuck and the intersect type of thing. And I really appreciated that. Um <clears throat> Didn't mind the episode. Um, part of me was a little, not a lot, but just a little, like frustrated that we didn't get at least something with like Will and Deanna. Like after how things ended the week prior, you know, like to me it would have just made sense. Like even if it was just like a throwaway scene, I think that would have been like okay. And maybe there was something. It just ended up on the cutting room floor. That is entirely possible. Um, but there was just like that uneasiness of not getting any kind of, you know, resolution or at least kicking the can down the road some more for this one with those two characters. Like, are, is Deanna a changeling? Is she not a changeling? Uh, what's going to happen to Will? Like, are we going to kill the dude off? Not likely. But are we going to kill him off? Um, I would have liked to have seen that. I think that would have made, to me, that would have helped the story from my perspective some. Um, this wasn't, um, a bad episode, and and I think it was, um, slightly above average, and I'm kind of in the same territory as you guys. Um, Vatic has, to me at least, um, got a lot better at being less mustache twirling villain, and I know I've talked about that in the last, um, one or two reviews, give or take that we've done um, she does seem genuine and like seeing that backstory kind of, it makes sense um, from an audience perspective the, for the why um, she feels the way that she does so um, yeah, I'm in, I'm, I'm in the same camp as you guys um, coming into this, I was hanging out um, in like the 8.2 range myself so, um, I think we're we're all there, um, as far as I'm concerned. Nice. So, there we go. We had um, Eric with the highest rating this week. Congratulations, Eric. You get a gold star. Yeah. What do I get? Gold sticker. Oh, okay. Or a sweatshirt, because you're so hot or cold or something. It's fine. It's fine. So yeah, um, Eric with an 8.3 and then David and I with an 8.2, which gives us an overall rating of an 8.23 repeating. So there we go. There we go. Guys, we have three episodes left this season. And to me, like, I don't know if it's just because we're actually getting good stories. Can I say that out loud? Am I allowed to say that? Like we're actually getting good stories and it just feels like the season is flying by instead of dragging. And I am okay with that. Yep. So anyway, any final thoughts before we we get out of here? There is no Twitter poll this week, Eric. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. It's fine. Okay. David, anything? nope I think I'm good alright all right. well all of you in listener land what would you think of the episode um, in our discussion of it do you agree like is it an 8 for you or is it higher or is it lower we'd love to hear what you think about this episode and even how you're feeling about the season man like again we have 3 episodes left um, before this series ends goodness so um, let us know what you thought um, open up handling frequencies and enter in coordinates to trtvpod at gmail.com you can also send us a voice-only transmission 817-752-4757. Remember, there's a three-minute limit before VATIC boards and starts doing things. That's going to kind of creep me out. So be quick about it. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something, we'd love to get stuff. Uh, Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.